0: It's time for the movie, and tonight's returning victim is director, actor Holly Wallen, has done in many films such as Eternal Code, Betrayed, Tale of Tales, amongst many others. Hello.
1: Hello, hello. How are you, man? It's been a while.
0: Really exciting things happening right now that's in circulation. What can you tell us right now?
1: Brand newest thing that just happened is we released our first TV series called Tale of Tales. Before I even got involved with directing and everything else, I got cast as the main person for this. TV series, and that's the strip club owner, Nick, and he is a riot. What's exciting right now, and it's, we are currently exclusive on Doobie. When we decided on how we formatted this, you know, I, I, I met with Tennis Markham, who's the original creator of the original Pair of Tales, and back then, essentially, the entire story was all around my character, Nick, who essentially runs this, this strip club, bit of a low life. mob guy. When we formulated that we wanted a man show with that kind of outline, I said, let's talk about what shows we really miss, that we want to see, that really does it for us. And we said, Sons of Anarchy. We we all miss that. Okay. So I said, is there an opportunity for us to have a Sons of Anarchy type of feel somewhere? Is that something that we could introduce? And we started talking about it, the biker club down the street who wants to take over the strip club. That was a great little outline that we found. So then we started talking about what else do we like? Well, we love the law and order, the crime dilemma. So we love the police officers getting involved and dealing with that whole thing. So we started doing that. And then we said, well, what about make him of an a-hole? So should we make him uh, a little bit more relatable? So we talked through all these different things. We looked at the Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Ozark, and we said, what aspects? those shows do we really enjoy and what can we bring over that would naturally come over well pretty damn proud of it to be honest with you
0: would you say, like, this is something that can be almost an indifference between uh, personal preference and personal conflict because of the, the content of the show?
1: Funnier thing is, with us aiming very strongly on men, we do analytics every month, so that's what we do with all of our films, to find out, did we hit our mark, are we not hitting our mark, Is are the right people watching the film, are the wrong people watching the film, all that aiming we did, with our artwork catered to to a, to a male and then we go in and we look after one month on tubi and our ratings on imdb are getting women are voting significantly higher points i mean first of all the fact that we're at eight point something just absurd to me I, we've never had a show around eight on imdb so so we're really blessed with that to begin with but the fact that it's women voting us up more than men it's a bit of conundrum to us we're really trying to figure out what is it that's driving this because in our inbox and in common. We have as many women commenting and engaging about this show as we have, as we have men. It's over a point in, a, in the average difference between men and women voting on IMDB. It's pretty curious to look up these things because you think you have a really good idea of what you're doing and every now and then completely different audience finds you. It was a bit of a surprise to us. One of the things that we said right out of the gate was that we wanted to have it not be exploitive with answers, So we wanted to showcase that women were not only happy being uh, working there That some people really didn't like it at all And some people didn't do it because they didn't have any other options And we wanted to showcase some women that get out of it So we made a strong commitment to that side of things Right out of the gate so we wanted to make good choices with what we were doing Because, you know, there's a big audience And with any kind of media like this There's a form of influencing happening You know, you don't want to paint this picture that like Yes, young, hot women love being strippers because that's not the reality. Are there some? Yeah, there are some, but there are also women that hated that this is their only way to make a, a decent living to sustain themselves or to go to college or whatever else. And, and, and I always used to think that was, oh, that's not real, but it's real. Uh, you know, now that I've uh, had a chance to work with this and some of the people that came in that were doing dances for us, amazing pole tricks on, the, on there, and those are obviously not actors. But those are real pole dancers. It was interesting just hearing their stories and the original writing with the stories comes from a guy who's worked in a strip club for an extended period of time and has seen lots of ins and outs and essentially wrote down all these stories and most of the things that he's retelling are truth and that's ultimately what you want. You want to go for a ride and kind of be lost in the moment with the people that you see on screen and to go through with them what they go through to some extent and get a little bit of reality and, and, and forget a little bit about that life isn't always so awesome and for us to be able to provide that little outlet.
0: Now how do you take your character involved in this show? And, and you have played characters in your other films as well and they all have their almost a uh, offset type of feel to it having to play this particular character does this make a uh, more significant or more of an indifference for yourself as a filmmaker and playing at this particular role in this particular story well
1: this one was interesting because of the fact that I've never played a role like this and the thing too that's intriguing with this is I think I've been to five strip clubs my whole life Uh, one was a job like my job once upon a time had a meeting at a strip club, which was just kind of wild. And then I threw a couple of like bachelor parties and, and that almost the extent of my experience with it. To admit, I was curious because I've heard so many stories about the clubs and you never know how much of it's true and real. So to see this story and, and to play with it and then to add all those elements, like I said, the biker gang, the underground crime stuff, the complications of who really owns what. Nick is really not the worst in the world and it's easy for me to say that I can't judge him because then I couldn't play him right but but essentially what he wants is he feels that he's paid his dues to society he's done his part he should be able to in his mind buy himself a small island bring the people he likes and go live there and not have to deal with the rest humanity that's almost where he's at in life but you do enjoy seeing him get less in life he is that guy who finds ways to overcome and and that and that is attractive to watch uh, because that's us Uh, in real life we're all those kind of people that you know we get a bad dealing at work and something happens and we overcome and family member you know gets sick or dies or something happens and we find ways to overcome so that's a relatable side of Nick but I think it's kind of a love to hate kind of character but we've, we have a lot of different aspects not just Nick my wife plays a police officer who's actually looking for her sister who's a stripper ODs in the club and then disappears and the big dilemma is where's Amber where's Where is Amber? I can tell you that when we realized how successful we've been, we've been a top five show on Tubi, four out of the last five weeks, which is pretty incredible. And our exclusivity with Tubi is about to end. So it's about to be everywhere else, whether it's Voodoo or Redbox, it's about to be kind of everywhere. And we realized how much there's left to tell. We haven't even scratched the surface on stories to tell even in the current I see easily five to seven seasons of this. And then the, right now we're working on the main plot and the subplots for season two. And then we're going to start digging in and writing it. And, and what, what helps us too, um, which is helps us and hurts us, but we decided to go with a program formatting like Cobra Kai and Shit's Creek of a 20-some minute episode rather than these 45 to an hour minute episodes. I found that when I watched those shorter with an episode I usually want another and with the other longer shows I watch one episode and then I'm kind of full and I wanted to have that effect of essentially wanting people to want more and I think that 20 to 30 minute spot is really good I think it gives people an opportunity to hop on and watch an episode there's so many ways to make this very easy by opportunities to watch that I was really a a big fan of doing and I have gotten really good feedback saying that it's a good choice but what we've also heard is that if you're going to make short episodes you have to have a lot of them and we only have 8 episodes for the first season and people are saying we should have had 12 it's a balancing act to try to figure out exactly how to format and give The audience, what
0: they want. Now, you've had some familiar faces in your recent works. How do you involve the same cast members to be within a different character without risk character repetition? Ooh,
1: good question. I think some of the really good actors out there have had very limited opportunities because we tend to typecast. Sometimes very fair, uh, you know, some people can only play a small range of characters and some people can play a wider range. And, and I've been blessed enough to run into people that can do an awful lot and I think hasn't really had the opportunity to show it. I think of Dennis Hatt, you know, Saved by the Bell, Mr. Belding. If you watch Obstruse, he's the scary, Bad dude, and he does it very, very well. You look at Jan Birch, who is the spear master and the people under the stairs. I've never seen him better than in Tale of Tales. He plays Francisco, uh, who's a, a drug dealer, and he is absolutely breathtakingly incredible. And that was something that I didn't even realize, but I remember when I wrote that portion and we wrote Francisco, I didn't have him in mind. But afterwards, I was like, you know, Jan has a lot of this quirkiness in him in real life. I wonder if he could play it. So I sent him, do me a favor, lay down an audition. I just want to see you as this guy. It's a recurring role in a new TV series. And he did it, and he blew my mind. So I guess that's what I do. I, I try to look for opportunities to give people something else so hard to even break into film, but after that, it's like you become typecast, and and then you are the villain, and you're always the villain, or you're the hero, and you're always the hero, or you're the anti-hero, so you're always the anti-hero, and and that seems to happen in Hollywood a lot, so when I get the opportunity to break that apart and and showcase somebody being a lot more than what you think they are, I really do enjoy that. To to me, that that whole thing with characters and whether it's background or or small characters becoming big or or big characters, I, I, I love all of it. There are no small roles In Batman Mr. Superman, I had two scenes, two lines, and then, unfortunately, they they chopped a bunch of it out of there. But, like, I felt that was a huge, impactful moment for me as an actor to say what needed to be said as my character. It wasn't like, oh, my God, it's a small role. Uh, It's so boring. You don't get to do that. And I wish I was with that character I whatever. Every single little thing there, like when you lay a puzzle to say which is the most important piece, the one in your hand, right? not one that's any more important than anything else, really, because you need them all eventually to make the puzzle.
0: You as an artist on both sides, between being an actor and being a director, has that ever contemplated to you that you could use the uh, what-if scenario or what-could-be scenario almost in, on all your works? Or is that something that could actually hinder your own character as, as this artist and even outside that if you let it happen that way? The
1: a paradox, because we'll never know. But, but do I sometimes say, oh, I wish I had a director that could push me and, and, and get more out of me beyond me? being myself and my own director, yeah, there are times that I feel like that would be beneficial, but there are also times when I make a choice that I didn't really be coming, but something happened that really spoke to me as the character, and something really made sense, and, and I had the ability to go with it because I am the director. And not only that, but I'm so willing to find that with my cast as well. I always tell people the script is definitely the script. We cannot go away from the script, but it is the Rail. The words aren't necessarily the exact thing that has to come out of your mouth. Sometimes it is exactly the words that have to come out of your mouth because the message has to be at times very specific for things to make sense. But often, not the exact words, it's the message. I've seen people say a whole sentence with a look and not say a word. But then I've seen people spend two minutes on a monologue that said nothing at all. That's the trick with directing us, is, is to know... When am I protecting the red herring? When am I enhancing it? When am I honing it? When should it be prevalent? When should it be hidden? But ultimately I talk about as a director, what you're doing is you're essentially making a vase on a spindle but you're not using your own hands. You're using a hundred other people's hands. You're using your cinematographer, your gaffer, your sound guide. You're using your editor. You're using your AC. You're using your read. You're using your support. You're using your location. All of these different things will shape the vase. My job is to make sure that all these hands make the same vase. Because could you imagine if one wanted a thick bottom and one wanted a tall and one wanted a short? Like, you would end up messing all of it up. You would all be pulling in different directions so that's what the director's job is is to unify the vision but allow for people's individuality and, and their search for the truth as their character and the search for the truth of the story when to protect and when to allow when to enhance and when to pull back those are all the tricks a director that makes the movie now how good or bad we are those so subjective what and what I said a long time ago would be a really interesting festival to do would, would be to, to give 10 filmmakers, uh, a crew, and a script, and a cast with, with the same budget and the same amount of shooting days. See what kind of differences do they make up for in their interpretations of this script and story. Because you're comparing a base to a painting and a, and a painting to a ceramic. There's so many things that you can do that... Would all would do with the same essential tools, because that would really show what a great director is. I'm always curious about, you know, finding your audience, because back in the day before with streaming now and everything else, it was so much easier because you were kind of fed what they wanted to feed you, because you had X amount of TV stations and stuff was on at this and that time, and if you weren't there, you couldn't see it. And uh, slowly but surely, you know, they started doing the reruns, and then you started doing DVRs, and you got more and more control. That's awesome. But at the same time right now, you go to all of these streaming places, whether you go to HBO or Netflix or Disney or whatever it may be, they have thousands of films. You could easily drown and end up not even finding the films that you're really looking for because there's so many. It's almost overwhelming to look for something to watch at time because there's any options and we're so quick to judge and so quick to move on that's another thing that, that has me really intrigued of what's going to happen is I'm a big fan of a slow burn movie I love story development and I love characters developing and they're little time for that now because people are so impatient that unless it's really just the explosions and, and major events happening, they tune it out and most of us are sitting with our phones somewhere next to us and that phone has a magical magnet in it that keeps calling you so anything that makes you lose your focus or lose your attention span and suddenly you're on Facebook or Instagram scrolling and whoops, I missed it. And now I'm kind of out of it but I'm not really paying attention and I uh, should be watching something else. It's a very different place to even produce Filming.
0: Anything that you care to promote or add? Any websites or anything that you want to include?
1: Definitely I would encourage people to go check out Tale of Tales. Currently exclusively on 2D, but, but definitely I'd encourage people to check it out because it is a fun ride, a good story. It has a lot of elements from shows that we really like, so that would be my number one. And then the next thing is our, our Painted Creek Productions, our production company, has both Facebook page and uh, and Instagram page, and that's a really cool place to follow along with. Is what we're doing. We are right now in very early uh, pre production funding our next feature film called Finding Nicole, and it's our very first true story, and anybody interested in what's ahead for us can follow along, because we've talked about Tale of Tales today, but I have a film called Ash and Bone that's out with a sales agent that we have a bunch of bids on that's going to be out here soon, and we just wrapped our very first vampire movie that just got to my editor about even a month ago. If you're a fan of our work and you like what we do, then follow Painted Creek Productions out there, or or follow me, Harley Facebook and Instagram. Definitely Instagram and Facebook are good spots to follow me.
0: There you have it, everybody. That is actor, director, Harley Wallin.
1: Thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it.